Good afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and we are talking about the rise in homeschooling. We've gone over the Washington Post poll the last couple of days. This poll explains and shows how homeschooling is on the rise. One of the key features, one of the key stats from the poll is that almost half of the parents that are choosing to homeschool are doing so because of progressive liberal policies that are taking over the public schools. And I have such a policy here in my hand. I'm holding the article. It is entitled, Female Student Athlete Seriously Injured in Field Hockey Game Involving a Male Player. Liberal policies, my friends. The liberal policies say, you know what? Let's let the boys play the girls' sports. If the boys feel like a girl, well, you know what? Let them have it. They want to play field hockey with the ladies by all means. Now, we're pretty upset about this policy. Number one, uh, it's not safe. It's not safe for the females on the field of play. And this, this report shows it. A female student athlete reportedly had two of her teeth knocked out during a high school field hockey game last week after a shot struck by an opposing male player deflected off a teammate's stick and caused the facial injury. Destroying two of her teeth. According to reports, the incident happened during the first round of the field hockey state playoffs between two Massachusetts high schools, Dighton Rayaboth and Swamp Scott. This happened last Thursday. You can see the video. It's on YouTube. It's on Twitter. And when the shot goes off, and, and, and you know what happens, you can just hear the audible gasp from the other female players. The Post says uh, that Dighton Rayaboth Superintendent Bill Rooney wrote a letter to families reported by the local media saying a male athlete on the Swamp Scott girls field hockey team took a shot that left significant facial and dental injuries. You don't say uh, <laughs> significant facial and uh, yes, I, I would definitely say more than significant facial and dental. I mean, she's lost a couple of teeth. So uh, it also says that um, the athlete required hospitalization. So here's the, the post on Twitter. Quote, last night while playing in a field hockey game, a Dighton Rayaboth High School female athlete was severely injured by a male playing on the opposing team. You can hear the girl's harrowing screams after her teeth were knocked out. When will this insanity end? When will the adults deciding to allow males to play in girls' sports wake up and admit they are putting our girls at risk? I don't know. I don't know that the liberals are going to you know, wake up. You know what it's going to take? It's going to take parents just being relentless about this. Parents in Massachusetts need to become relentless when I stepped onto that bus, this is uh, Bill Rooney, the superintendent from Dighton Rayaboth. When I stepped onto that bus last night, when our girls got back to Regional Road, 
what I saw on their eyes was trauma. He made that statement to NBC News. Rooney said the unidentified injured student who had worn a mouth guard and headgear at the time of the incident has since been released from the hospital. Holy cow, she had a mouth guard in and she still lost two of her teeth because this male, because a boy. Oh, hang on, hang on. Let's listen to the description of the boy. Swamp Scott Public Schools athletic director Kelly Wolf told local media the player who took the shot is a four-year varsity player and co-captain who, per the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association rules, has the exact same right to participate as any player on the team. Uh, He's a four-year varsity player. Co-captain, right? The dude knows what he's doing out there. And he rears back and he lets lets that thing fly. Hitting the girl in the face. (laughs) Smashing out multiple teeth while she's wearing a mouth guard. And your statement is that uh, this person has the exact same right to participate as any player on any team. Uh, I don't know. In our MIAA tournament field hockey game Thursday, a player on the visiting team suffered an unfortunate injury on a legal play after being struck by a shot that deflected off her teammate's stick, Wolf said. No mention that the, that the, that the offending player was a male. No, Wolf doesn't say that. Mm-mm. A player on the visiting team suffered an unfortunate injury after being struck by a shot that deflected off her teammate's stick. We are sorry to see any player get hurt and wish the Dighton Rayaboth player a speedy recovery. Uh, uh-huh. Under Section 43 of the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association Handbook, this would be the 23 through 25 Handbook for Rules and Regulations, students shall, quote, not be excluded from participation on a gender-specific sports team that is consistent with the student's bona fide gender identity. Students shall not be excluded from participation on a gender-specific sports team that is consistent with the student's bona fide gender identity. So the gender identity that the student feels like, we're calling that... um, Bonafide. I mean, we're, we're, we're now saying that that this language makes it sound like, you know, it's it, because I am a boy, but I feel like I'm a girl. Then that's oh, that's my gender identity. And it, by golly, it's it's bonafide because I feel it because I, because I feel like a girl. Ah, bonafide gender identity. I get to play on the girls team. Here I come. Uh, this is in the in the Michigan or the the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association handbook. Students shall not be excluded. It doesn't matter if they're a four-year varsity player. If they feel like a girl in Massachusetts, they get to play on the girls' team. Officials from MIAA, which represents 383 member schools and all student athletes 
released a statement that said in part that it, quote, strives to create a welcoming, safe, and belonging atmosphere for all participants. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That is a lie. If it was, if it's the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association, if it's their position that they're striving to create a welcoming, safe, and belonging atmosphere for all participants, they are lying. They're lying through their teeth and they are lying on the on the written word, on the on the printed written word. Because how is it safe for the females out there to be playing with this four-year varsity male? It's not safe. But you know what? The safety of the females doesn't matter. You know what matters? Well, the safety of the male who's identifying as a female. His feelings matter. And we must make sure his feelings are safe. We must make sure his feelings are welcomed. And his feelings are secure. And there's a belonging atmosphere for his participation. Not all participation. No. No, they're not creating a welcoming atmosphere for all participants. They're not creating a safe atmosphere for all participants. They're not creating a belonging atmosphere for all participants. No, only one participant. We are destroying the safety of the majority in female sports. We're destroying the safety of the majority for the feelings of the one. No, no, you, you can't hurt his feelings. No, he has every right. Quote, he has every right, the exact same right to participate as any player on any team. Why? Because he feels like a girl. These are the liberal policies that I'm referring to. These are the liberal policies that parents are referring to when they are picking up, packing their bags, and leaving the public schools in droves. They are tired of the ridiculousness of this policy. This policy that says that, that they're striving to create a welcoming, safe, and belonging atmosphere for all participants. The parents know that, that the leaders in Massachusetts are lying through their teeth because they are not creating a safe atmosphere for all participants. They're creating a safe atmosphere for the one. And then they're going to cry about it if that one doesn't feel safe. No, parents need to pack up their bags and head out of, of Massachusetts. If this is going to be the law of the land in Massachusetts, parents, uh-uh. No, I, well, okay, here I go again. I can't tell you what to do. I, you know, I'm going to tell you not to stand for it, but I can't, I can't tell you what to do. You've got to make your own decisions. Um. But the fact that this in the handbook says students shall not be excluded from participation on a gender-specific sports team that is consistent with the student's bona fide gender identity. So there's a girls' team, but it's, you know, female is my bona fide gender identity, even though I'm actually a male, then I am not to be excluded. Oh, man. If I'm a dad in Massachusetts and my daughter is an athlete, I am going through the roof. Going through the roof. Massachusetts general law was originally enacted to protect students from discrimination based on sex, which is appropriate. But later it was expanded to protect students based on gender identification. That is not appropriate. 
folks, when are we going to wake up and start smelling the coffee? When are we going to wake up and realize that we, uh, we're being fed a pack of lies. We are being lied to on a regular, consistent basis. And we're just letting it happen. Massachusetts general law. Okay. So that's the law in Massachusetts. Uh, there need to be, there there needs to be some some politicians primaried on both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans. Your state legislatures uh, need to be primaried. Now, here's the thing about the the homeschooling data from yesterday: the increase in homeschooling families is happening in blue areas. The state where it's happening the most is is blue New York, and it's not happening in the red upstate areas. It's happening in the deep blue New York City boroughs. That's where families are vacating the public school system in droves. And it's happening in, in, in blue states all over the country. Not, not only that, but prior to, to the pandemic, Republican families outnumbered Democrat homeschooling families three to one. Since the pandemic, it's 50-50. It's an even split. Democrats are, are like, uh-uh, no, we're not sticking around. And before the pandemic, I think the stats were uh, 75% of homeschooling families were white. And it's now it's under 50%. Under 50% of homeschooling families are, are white. Which which tells me three things. Liberals, uh, I, I don't even want to say liberals, Democrats of color are leaving the public school system, leaving it. And they're leaving it because, it, as the poll said, they are tired of liberal policies. This policy in Massachusetts, as part of the general law, is a liberal policy. And the Democrat families are tired of it. It's the Democrat families that are leaving, which gives me hope in saying that both Democrat and Republican unite to primary these state legislators who are instituting this ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous policy, which allows the boys to play on the girls' teams as long as they feel like a girl. Because gender identity matters. As a result of this law, and consistent with the interpretive guidance offered by the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, athletic opportunities must be afforded to students in accordance with their identified gender, not necessarily their birth assigned gender, officials reportedly wrote. Now, here's the problem with this. Because you are affording uh, to students athletic opportunities according to their identified gender, according to their gender identity, you are not affording those same opportunities to other students who are that actual gender. You're not. The, the females on this field hockey team are not afforded according to this law, the same opportunities as the, the male is. The male comes on their team. He's afforded some opportunity. They're not afforded the same opportunity. 
every single girl now that's going to play against this guy. What's what's going through their mind? The fact that he shattered the teeth of, of another female player. Yeah, that's what's going through their mind. They're not being afforded the same opportunities. Oh, I uh, parents in Massachusetts, for the love of Pete and all that is good and holy, uh, start primarying your state legislators. Start screaming and hollering until they, otherwise they're not going to wake up. Unless parents just start, unless we're nonstop about it, they're going to keep ramrodding these types of laws down our throats. And I, I promise you, parents are going to continue leaving public schools. Yesterday's poll, or it didn't come out yesterday, but we went over it yesterday. It does not bode well for public schools. It bodes well for the country because it, it says that homeschooling is on the rise. It does bode well for the country because as long as homeschooling is on the rise, then we're going to have smart kids. Our future is going to look bright. We, we have hope for the future. But it doesn't bode well for public schools. And it doesn't bode well for them because of their insane liberal policies. And parents see it. They realize it. They know it's insane. And they're tired of it. And they're just packing up their bags and they're pulling out. That's it. We're done. Um, and this this very article right here, this very story out of Massachusetts is the reason why. But you know what? I've got, I got a pile of stories. I got seven, eight or nine or 10 stories, which are going to demonstrate why parents are leaving the public schools. All right. We will pick it up on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. 
So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. And we are happy to have you on board. Congratulations on making it to The Dean's List and being one of the smart ones. We are discussing liberal policies that are driving parents out of the public schools and into homeschooling because the, the Washington Post poll which uh, came out a few weeks ago, I think said that almost 50% of homeschooling parents were doing so because of liberal policies that were taking over the public schools. And one such policy we see come front and center in Massachusetts last week where a boy is playing on on the girls' field hockey team. And we're in the first round of the state playoffs and said boy takes a shot, the the shot is so hard, it ricochets off an opposing team's stick and smacks an opposing female player in the mouth, shattering her teeth while the female player is wearing a mouth guard. That's how hard this kid takes a slap shot. He's a four-year varsity co-captain, and he's playing on the girls' team. And this is this is liberal policies. And this is why parents are fed up and 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 why they're just that's it. They're done. They're gonna homeschool. If this is what they have to put up with. The the uh, Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association handbook for the 23 through 25 school years, handbook for rules and regulations governing athletics says the following. Students shall not be excluded from participation on a gender-specific sports team that is consistent with the student's bona fide gender identity. So if there's a gender-specific sports team, say, oh, I don't know, a girls field, field hockey team, then a student shall not be excluded from playing on that team if the gender-specific team is consistent with the student's, quote, bona fide gender identity. So Johnny feels like a girl, and he says, you know, my gender identity, I'm identifying as a girl. I get to play on the girl-specific sports team. And and the liberals, the liberal leadership in Massachusetts says, yeah, that's fine. As long as it's your bona fide gender identity. Bonafide means authentic. It means genuine. The If I feel like a girl... That is not my authentic gender identity. It's not my genuine gender identity. My authentic and genuine and therefore bona fide gender identity is based upon my chromosomes. It's based upon if I'm a double X or an XY. And these buffoons in the Massachusetts leadership uh, are, are completely rewriting the definition for the word bona fide. But that's what they do. They take over the narrative by redefining words and terms. And parents in Massachusetts need to, mm, all right, there I go. There I, I can't tell you what to, I can't tell you what to do. But this is this is a lawsuit ripe for the taking. 
I mean, it's just ripe. The word uh, bona fide, it, it's got a specific meaning. Words mean things. It means authentic. It means genuine. And if you feel like a girl, but you're actually a boy, but you feel like a girl, and so that's your bona fide gender identity, that is, that is, that is not accurate by the definition of the word. It's not accurate. I can't believe there's not lawsuits all over the place in Massachusetts. God. Bonafide also means made to be carried out in good faith. This boy is not, he's not acting in good faith by identifying as a girl and playing on the girls team. That That's not something that's being carried out in good faith. Bonafide gender identity. Virginia. Okay, here's what we see in Virginia. This article is entitled, Virginia Students Walk Out in Protest Over Trans Bathroom Policy. Again, liberal policies. Liberal policies at work. A group of students in Virginia walked out of school last Wednesday in protest of the district's transgender bathroom policy, demanding male and female-only spaces. The students are demanding it. Nearly 100 students at Woodgrove High School in Purcellville, Ale and Loudoun County. We're back to Loudoun County? You've got to be kidding me. Loudoun County, where a boy wearing a skirt dressed up like a girl was allowed to go into the girl's bathroom, and there he, he raped a freshman. This is still happening in Loudoun County? Oh, you parents in Loudoun County, I know right now you are going through the roof. Nearly 100 students at Woodgrove High School in Percival in Loudoun County made their protest to the transgender policy called 8040, calling on the district to reverse its decision because it's a, quote, massive safety risk and, quote, invasion of privacy. You better believe it's a massive safety risk. You know, but it's it's also a massive safety risk to have a boy playing on the girls' field hockey team, which, uh, you, you know, it, it's fine because our policy, um, our, our, our policy strives to create a welcoming, safe, and belonging atmosphere for all participants. No, it doesn't. That's a pack of lies. There's no safety there. You're, you're not you're not providing safety for the females on the other team. You're providing safety for the feelings of this one boy who thinks he's a girl. It's got to stop. Loudoun County, 100 students walk out calling for the district to reverse its decision because it is a massive safety risk and an invasion of privacy. In June 2021, the school district made headlines after it publicly denied a girl was assaulted by a boy in the girl's bathroom. And by assaulted, we mean raped. That's what we're talking about. We're not just talking about an assault. We should call it what it, what it was. She was raped in that bathroom. And the father of the girl uh, became angry. In August 21, the board then passed the trans policy that states... Those oh, trans-identifying students, no, those boys who want to dress up like girls and vice versa can use the locker rooms and bathrooms of their choice. That was August. 
So this, this happens in June and in August, the school board passes this policy. I mean, we just, we talked about the article uh, a couple of weeks ago where the superintendent there was, you know, being charged with a misdemeanor, which, which is, you know, a slap on the hands. It's a massive safety risk and they don't do anything about it. One female student told channel seven news. Students at Loudoun County High School walk out of class and rally with parents to restore girls-only and boys-only lockers, showers, and bathrooms. She said the students were tired of being ignored by the school district. Quote, we express these concerns and they ignore us and write us off as right-wing crazies, the female student added. We're not crazy. We just don't want to be in danger on a daily basis in this building. I think it's people finally stepping up and just being sick of it. We're sick of being here and just being completely ignored. And here's the thing. This student uh, says they write us off as right-wing crazies, but it's not just those on the right that are leaving the public schools. I mean, according to the Washington Post, which is extremely left-wing, uh, according to the, the Washington Post's own analysis, 50% of, of parents leaving the public schools are doing so because, in their words, liberal policies, because the public schools have been overrun by liberal policy. And this is such a policy. It is insane to say that because Johnny feels like Janie, Johnny should be allowed to shower in the girls' locker room. Uh, I, I'm just, and the fact that this school board is okay with this after what happened in Loudoun County? This this school board in at Woodgrove High and and Percival is fine with this. These liberal policies, but it, but it's not just the the Republicans that are leaving. It's the Democrats. It, it's the Democrats that are also leaving. Before COVID, we went over these numbers. Before COVID, Republicans were homeschooling at a rate of three to one. Post-COVID, it's 50-50. It's an even split. The Democrats are like, uh-uh. Don't, don't, don't make me part of this craziness. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm not a part of this. Deep blue boroughs in New York City are the uh, are showing the risest, the risest, the highest increase in homeschooling. The highest increase is coming from deep blue, New York City. Uh-huh. It's not the upstate red areas. And no, and it's not just the white kids anymore. Pre-COVID, it was 75% white students homeschooled. It, now the white kids are under 50%, under 50%, which means families of color are like, uh-uh, we don't want to be a part of this. We don't want anything to do with this business. And I, and I said yesterday, this does not bode well for the Democrats. These liberal policies are driving out good Democrat people. And I just pray to God that on their way out of the public schools, they open their eyes. And they stop, for the love of Pete, voting Democrat. Uh, the same student, I'm back to the article. The same student told the outlet that she's completely stopping using the bathrooms at school out of fear, and she said she's not the only one. So now you have kids who are refusing to use the bathroom, 
for eight hours, you think that's healthy? That's not healthy. To 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 hold that, that's not good for their kidneys. Quote, I stopped using them, the bathrooms, because I don't know what's going to happen to me in there. I'm telling you right now, half the women in this building feel the same way. We don't use the bathrooms. We hold our pee until we can't. I mean, there are girls in PE who still get changed in the bathroom stalls in there because they're afraid of who might waltz in. Oh, man. You parents in Loudoun County, I know you are beside yourself. And I hope to God you are screaming so loudly that California can hear you. I hope you are. But you know what? I mean, the mainstream media, they're not going to cover it. You're not going to get this on CNN. You're not going to get this on MSNBC. You're not going to get this in any of the three networks. America Out Loud, AmericaOutloud.news is the rise of the new media. And I say this all the time. It's where smart people go to get their news and information because you're not going to hear this anywhere else. I promise you're not. A male student at Woodgrove High School in Loudoun County said he didn't want to share a locker room with a biological female. Well, I mean, good for him. I wouldn't either. Uh-uh. Quote, I would like to be able, when I get off football practice and go put my pads away and change, not feel uncomfortable with other genders in there watching me, the male student said. I feel that girls feel the same way about the situation. How would you feel if you were a female changing with a male? Another male student said it was a, quote, invasion of his privacy to deal with a female in the locker room. In the locker rooms in the morning, it's an, an invasion of privacy, as I said, because when men and natural-born males are in our locker rooms and they are showering in the morning, natural-born females can walk in there as they please, he added. And that is not okay. And it goes against what we believe in. But liberal policies. Oh, liberals, you keep it up. You keep it up. You think that you're uh, you're making headway in destroying this country. You are not. You are not. You are making headway in waking people up. That's what you're doing. You're making headway in waking up the the, the rank-and-file Democrats and the rank-and-file Republicans and the rank-and-file independents every political party, um, every political persuasion. You keep it up with these liberal policies and people are going to just keep waking up and they're going to leave the public schools in droves. Um, I, I, I think I'm I'm surprised that, I'm not surprised. I, the arrogance here is so, the arrogance of the, of the leaders in Massachusetts, the arrogance of the leaders in Virginia to continue to do this. Um, I've got another article here uh, that talks about a DOJ attorney wanting to join the Loudoun County School Board. Uh, I hope I have time to get to that. Just the arrogance, just the, the way that they just think, ah, you know what, we're going to do what we're going to do. We are going to keep enacting these liberal policies and we're going to ram them down your throat and you're going to like it. And there's nothing you can do about it. There is something that we can do about it. Parents, oh, man. But I can't tell you. I'm not. See, I just I, I feel badly just getting up here and just saying, you should do this. You should do that. 
because it has to be uh, organic. It's just got to be something that you just have this desire to do. You just have to have, I think parents have to get angry enough where they just have to have this desire to en masse take over the school board. You just take it over. Look, I mean, if you can leave the public schools, leave them. If you can homeschool, homeschool. If you can find yourself a good Christian classical school out there, find it. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know if there's one in Loudoun County. I mean, probably. I mean, we could look at the map and find out. Um, but if you can leave the public schools, leave the public schools. Not everybody has that ability. You parents that don't have that ability to to just up and leave, you need to find other parents. Here I go again, tell me what to do. Uh, find other parents who are like-minded and as a block, sweep out any school board seat you can possibly sweep out. Just sweep them out. 2024, there are over 20,000 school board seats up for grabs. I think it's like 22 or 23,000. I mean, the number is big. Uh, th these are uh, 22 or 23,000 opportunities to take back our local districts, to drive out the liberal policies. Look, not everybody has the ability to just up and leave the public schools. I get that. But those of you that stick around, you have got to then, if you can't leave those schools, you have to take those schools over. Dean, are you suggesting that we take over this? Yes, that's just what I said. I'm suggesting it. Take over the school boards. It, run in just in blocks. I mean, just run in blocks. And let's just sweep through every single school board in Loudoun County. Every single school board, every single school board seat that's up for grabs in Loudoun County, in Massachusetts, because these liberal policies have got to be stopped. They've got to be stopped cold in their tracks. All right. We will pick up more liberal policies on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. natural colon cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with oxy powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why oxy powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. 
With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and we're talking about the liberal policies that are driving parents away from public schools. We are discussing the rise in homeschooling, where almost half of the parents that are homeschooling say they are doing it because of liberal policies taking over public schools. And today we have documented two of those policies. We are in Massachusetts. We have a female student athlete on the girls' field hockey team get her teeth smashed out from a male student on the opposing team the opposing team of females, except for this one male. Because in Massachusetts, if you feel like a girl, whether you're a boy or not, if you feel like a girl, then you can play on the girls' team. Because, you know, they they strive to create a welcoming, safe, and belonging atmosphere for all participants. Well, that word all actually only means for the boys who want to be girls. Because the, the females on the girls' team... They don't feel safe playing against a male, especially after watching one of their own, you know, go down with missing teeth. I mean, this kid hit the slap shot with such veracity that it ricocheted off of an opponent's stick, and then it hit this other girl in the mouth off the ricochet. This dude put some slap into it. Uh, He shouldn't be out there playing with the girls. No, and their, their policy is full of lies because it's not offering a safe atmosphere for all participants. No, it's just for the boy, so he doesn't get his feelings hurt. And then we've got uh, in Virginia at the Woodgrove High School in Loudoun County, 100 students walking out because they're fed up with the school board's bathroom policy. They're fed up with boys being allowed to use the girls' bathrooms, girls' locker rooms, and girls' showers, as they should be after what happened in Loudoun County in 2021 with this skirt wearing boy going into the bathroom and assaulting girls raping girls um it just these liberal policies are they're horrible and they're destroying our school system now i haven't seen where is that i haven't seen the results from the election yesterday But there was a DOJ attorney running for a school board seat in Loudoun County. Um, I'm looking at this article here, and I'm not sure how this shaped out. I need to to find out how this shaped out in Loudoun County. But uh, the article starts out, this is from Luke Rosiak, not long after the Department of Justice mobilized the FBI against parents by citing a letter that painted the father of a Loudoun County, Virginia rape victim as a terrorist. So... You you may recall this, but w- when the skirt-wearing boy goes into the bathroom in Loudoun County, rapes the girl, rapes the freshman, uh, the dad is fit to be tied, as he should be. And the the, the school board there uh, made the dad out to be a terrorist. Remember, they wrote that letter, Department of Justice gets involved, and you know, because we have, you know, terrorism in the form of parents visiting school boards in Loudoun County. Well, one of the attorneys from the department's most corrupt branch is running for a seat on America's most politicized school board there in Loudoun County. 
on a platform that labels advocates for quote parents' rights as extremists. So we've got this this DOJ. Oh, I don't even want to. Mm, this this attorney from the Department of Justice, which if you can call it that, I don't. Uh, running uh, for an open seat on the Loudon on on a Loudon County School Board, and and her platform is that at people that advocate for parents' rights are extremists. The parents don't deserve rights, and if they want their rights, they're extremists. If they demand rights, then they're extreme. How dare they demand parental rights? Don't they know the government is in charge of their kids? Why I'm going to run and I'm going to win. This was her platform. I'm not sure how it came out. Uh, We're going to find out. While most federal employees shy away from any sort of political activity because of how it could erode credibility and violate the Hatch Act, Ann Donahue, that's her name. She's the attorney. Ann Donahue has run openly as a Democrat for the at-large seat on Loudoun County School Board. So the Hatch Act says that if you are running in a in a, in a nonpartisan seat, kind of like a school board, they're, they're considered nonpartisan seats, then you cannot align yourself with a party. Well, uh, Ann Donahue has aligned herself with a party. Um. On October 13th, Donahue advertised a political event saying, quote, are you tired of the so-called parents' rights extremists attacking our kids in public education? You're not alone. Virginia moms have had enough. Oh, oh, Virginia moms have had enough of those parents wanting parental rights, those extremist right-wing parents wanting it wanting their parental rights why why they're despicable and virginia moms have had enough all right here's a question if you're a mom in virginia i'm i know you've had enough but you've had enough of what have you had enough of moms wanting parental rights or have you had enough of people like ann donahue uh calling parental rights activists extremist she's calling them extremists you want parental rights wow you're extreme <laughs> She says, join us tomorrow for the All In for Leesburg rally. She wrote this in a, in a social media post, referring to and linking to a Democrat Party of Virginia event that said, quote, join us at our coordinated office as we canvass for Russet Perry, Marty Martinez, and the rest of the Democrats up and down the ticket. All right, this is illegal. She, she can't do this. She's violating the Hatch Act. Because she, as running in a nonpartisan seat, cannot align herself with either party. But clearly, uh, she is aligning herself with the Democrats. Ah, the Democrats are clueless. She's campaigned with far-left George Soros-backed prosecutor Buddha Bibaraj. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. I don't know. And and she's done this during you know what is typically the middle of a workday. She's gone door to door, attended fundraiser events, uh, and lavish praise on other Democrat candidates. Uh, but what's what's really troubling is, according to her bio, uh, she is a lecturer at George Washington University. That's not the troubling part. Uh, from 2014 to 2020, she worked for the National Security Division at the DOJ, including as a deputy section chief. 
And there she wrote and supervised briefs and memoranda regarding the handling and use of information obtained pursuant to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, also known as FISA. Oh, so she's in the FISA department of the DOJ. You know, the weaponized FISA department of the DOJ uh, during this time frame of 2014 to 2020 when the DOJ uh, decided that they were going to fabricate FISA warrants. Hmm. During that time period, the DOJ used FISA to wrongfully to wrongfully target Republicans, including falsifying evidence and lying in order to wiretap Donald Trump's advisor, Carter Page. Yeah, we remember all that, don't we? Yeah, of course we do. And this woman wants to uh, run on an open seat uh, at a, for a Loudoun County school board under the the campaign heading those that's defeat those extremist individuals who want parental rights they should not be sitting on our school boards on december 29th donahue received a donation from the democrat party of virginia in the amount of $2196 this is in violation of the hatch act Oh, wow. Donahue's campaign has paid Act Blue Virginia, the Democrat fundraising operation, as well as Virginia Blue Star. That is in violation of the Hatch Act. I don't know if this woman won or not. We need to find out. We need to find out if, if Donahue won that seat, and we will. We will find out. Um, I, I just, uh, I mean, this article goes on and on and on. I'm just appalled that this woman is running on the platform of removing uh, people who want parental rights or that yeah, her platform is calling them extreme. Oh, Loudoun County parents, it's time to, it's time to get active again. It's time to get loud yet again. Let's go Loudoun County. Come on, Loudoun County. You started this whole thing and let's, uh, let's finish it. Let's drive the nail in this coffin. All right, we're going to find out uh, what the deal is with this woman. Uh, I have got to, uh, one more article here that I, I just, I mean, just in the list of, of liberal policies that are destroying our schools. Uh, this is, I mean, this article says, Cal I just, I don't even know. This makes me so angry. California school district starts three-year, six-figure plan to turn students into critical race theory activists. That's the headline. And the body of the article is pretty close to it. Get this. A school district in California's Bay Area is launching an initiative to train over 100 students to become critical race theory activists. It's a plan that could last three years and cost the school di district more than $100,000. Martinez Unified School District, located just inland from Berkeley, is preparing to train students to become left-wing activists with the help of Lori Watson. Who's Lori Watson, you ask? Well, excellent question. Lori Watson is the CEO of Oakland-based racial equity consulting firm RaceWork. Racework. She's the CEO of Racework, uh, a racial equity consulting firm. We're going to come and consult to make sure that you have enough racial equity going on in your business and apparently your school district. 
uh, race work aims to, quote, interrupt systemic racism and calls on allies to become, quote, co-conspirators. Well, that just sounds like a nice organization, doesn't it? While many equity consultants aim their trainings at teachers and administration with the understanding that it will trickle down to the classroom, Watson targets her agenda at the children directly. Because come on, parents, that's what you want. You parents in California, I mean, isn't that what you want? I mean, don't your don't you want your kids to be targeted directly? I mean, just you know, let's just not be, let's just stop beating around the bush. You know, stop bringing the teachers in for this training. Let's just bring it directly to the kids. Get rid of the middleman. Mm-mm. Her student leaders. Uh, her student leaders anti-racist movement. The acronym is SLAM. Student Leaders Anti-Racist Movement, okay, seeks to empower and mobilize students as catalysts for change through an anti-racist leadership youth movement. Well, it's it's you know they want to they want to change and they want to call it anti-racist, but when actuality it's just racist. I mean the the word anti is just there to throw you off. There's no anti-racism about it. This is full-on racism. What they teach these kids in these indoctrination classes are full-on racism, and the school district's going to pay her over $100,000 over a period of three years to come in and do this. Oh, parents in Martinez, Unified School District, I know you're not happy about this. Race Work asserts that students who join SLAM will, quote, deepen their personal racial understanding and elevate their racial consciousness as they develop the skills and tools to disrupt systemic racism within their schools, communities, and the larger society. All right, you're deepening your personal racial understanding and elevating your racial consciousness so you can become a racist. That's the bottom line here. That, that's, that's the name of the game. Let's deepen their personal racial understanding and then elevate their racial consciousness so they can... They can then call everything as being racist. Well, everything's racist because you're so conscious about it. You're so aware. You're so aware and and alert to the racism around you. I mean, only fools are going to miss this all this racism happening right under your very nose. The program also promises to help students think about the social, cultural, and political aspects of their experiences with a focus on race. Let's think about all of our experiences, kids, with the focus on race. That means what's happening to me right now is happening because of my race. It's not happening because of my decisions. It's not happening because of my ability. It's not happening because of my skill set or my thought process. Nope, it's all happening because of my race. We must think about social, cultural, and political aspects of our experience with a focus on our race, while urging adults to co-conspire with the students. Come on, adults, let's get out there and let's co-conspire and be racist with these kids. Come on, parents, you don't want your kids to be racist without you now, do you? Get out there and be a racist with them. The school district stated that it was considering partaking in SLAM as part of the district's diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative. This was in a September 11th presentation, which uh, the folks at SLAM gave to the school board. And then it was on the 25th that the school board unanimously voted to approve a one-year contract. Yeah, we like this. 
we're going to approve a one-year contract to bring racism to our students. Watson has been the target of criticism in the past due to her divert, uh, divisive social media posts on race, one of which read, Black people America hates you, and America is spelled with a K. Well, I'm sure she didn't do that on purpose. Included in the board meeting minutes is Watson's pr pr proposal, which states that the first year of the three-year program would cost $37,500. The second year would cost $37,000, and the third year would cost $34,250. With a grand total of three years at $108,750, this school district would pay this woman to come in and teach the kids how to be racist. So another another horrible, despicable liberal policy. I have I have documented three liberal policies today, which are not only horrible, not only um, uh, despicable, but they are destroying our education system and they are destroying the students that are partaking in that education system. I don't think we can actually call it education. No, we can't. Um, we can call it grooming in some instances where you're allowing, you know, the, the boys to shower in the girls' shower rooms. Uh, we can call it an indoctrination. I mean, in this instance where you're, you're teaching the kids how to be an actual racist. And, and, and they're also promoting physical harm by allowing boys uh, to play in girls' sports. It is the destruction of American education. But the more we're aware of it uh, and we're paying attention, uh, we we know what to do. We need to take over every single school board seat we possibly can. All right, we're going to get to the bottom of this school board seat in Virginia, and maybe we'll have more information on that tomorrow. But that's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age.